0: Hey, this is Katie Natopoulos here. And I just want to remind you do not pee in this swimming pool. Oh my God. But like, and then I would be like, hey, Katie Natopoulos here, don't pee in the pool, guys. It's <laughs> not cool. <laughs>
1: This is a this is a huge deal. This is like Avengers Endgame level. This is this is very exciting. (laughs) Um, Julia, Katie, welcome.
2: How are you?
0: Hi.
2: Hi, Ry, Ry. Hi, Katie.
0: (laughs) Hi, Luke. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having us on your podcast. I know. Thank you for
1: coming on. <laughs> this week, we have two very special guests. We have Julia Furlan, a reporter and podcast host currently working at, with Vox Media. And we also have Katie Netopolis, a senior reporter for BuzzFeed News. You might also recognize both of them as my former teammates on the podcast Internet Explorer. Uh, also stick around towards the end of the show this week. Uh, I'm bringing on one of my oldest and dearest friends, Jeff. Jeff. He has no social media. He is effectively a normal person. And I'll be asking him about what it's like to go through this pandemic without literally any social media whatsoever. He has none. We have almost no format whatsoever for the show, and we just ask people what they do on the internet while they're not going crazy in quarantine. So that's the entire show. Um, oh, my God. So uh, we... I'm
2: so happy. <laughs> Look, you see, I'm interrupting yeah, you. Yeah, you're... I hope you have to cut this. Um, Everything I say is is an own. <laughs> well, crosstalk, is... cross crosstalk,
0: crosstalk, nah. crosstalk. That's right. Let's, uh, let's, let's no, talk so at the same
2: time. <laughs> we we put
1: the we make the guests do all the work. So uh, let's let's let's. actually, wait. Before we get into this, do we want to talk don't, about? The big I, baby? I do want to talk
0: about the I big. we want to talk about the giant baby. Okay, I really want to talk then, about then the big baby. Then Katie,
1: baby. we're gonna, we're gonna start with you. Let's talk about the big baby because this baby's big, and I got thoughts too. So
0: okay, so I saw the big baby yesterday. <laughs>
2: And
1: wait, wait, Jillian, on Twitter, you know just to be clear,
2: are you talking about a human that's inside you, Katie? No, no. <laughs> so I
0: guess to set this up, um, there is a viral clip of a TikTok of a toddler who is like... It's a big baby. A lo- I mean...
3: it's a really big baby.
0: In reality, he's three years old, but in the clip that went viral he is wearing a diaper he's like nude except for a diaper so he looks more like a baby than a toddler and he's also like quite overweight um he has like he has yeah he either has really blonde or red hair so it kind of like blends in with his you know head and some some babies just look more bald than others i guess he looks um, like a shrunk
3: down version of that Episode of uh was always done in Philadelphia with Danny DeVito yeah. where he, like greased himself up. He looks like that. But
1: <laughs> he looks yeah. yeah. He looks like <laughs> so the it's... like the first stage of the Pokemon evolution of like the vine mm, blocking out the haters, kid.
0: Yeah. yeah. So okay. it, it wow. I got that. It's this yes. uncanny thing where it's actually like a small child, but the but it looks like a baby because he's dressed like a baby, and he's um, he's in the video clip. He's lying or he's sort of dancing. His it looks like his father is lying face down on a bed. Yeah, and it's, the, no, it's actually
3: one of his victims.
0: <laughs> the big baby is like sitting on the father's butt. And starts like jumping up and down, um, and then someone has edited in um, a music clip that I can't remember what it is at the moment. Um, and the big baby's just, name is
1: Gavin, by the way. I want to I want to say the, the baby's name is Gavin.
3: Wait, so there's Gavin. another child on the internet, child whose name is Gavin, who everyone has
1: is obsessed. Yeah, with. yeah. There's a new internet Gavin. Yeah, and it's a big uh, baby. Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, it's it's great because it's like it's uncanny because it looks like a baby, but you can't tell if it's a baby or a kid or what. And he's dancing and it's like, it sounds like, oh, it's just a baby video. But I saw this and I was like literally crying, like crying (laughs) laughter, like crying so much that like, like a really, a truly a physical experience of like, I had sort of had like a migraine. I think it cleared it up. Like it was such like a deep, like chortle. Um, But, uh, and I, you know... I personally had some complicated feelings. I think, Ryan, you shared these where, um, yeah. you know, my instinct was to retweet the tweet. So the tweet I, that I saw about <laughs> it was someone saying, I am repulsed by this giant baby. Yeah, yeah. It, was,
1: it was a tweet that And then that it was guy. the I'm video clip by of the, the,
0: the TikTok. And I was like, ah, I did hit the RT at first, but I was like, ah, then I had to unRT because I was like, I don't feel right making fun of a baby this is, you know.
1: I too it's a kid. shared your hesitancy to publicly dunk on the big baby. I just felt like, you know, there's just a lot of unknowns, and I don't want to make fun of a baby as much as I really could not, like, keep it together looking at the video of the baby.
3: I mean, I, I read Repulsed as in a good way. It's like a positive Repulsed. Like, it, it, it was, yeah, it was a positive version of Repulsed. I felt Repulsed in that I, I just wanted to keep looking at it, but also. I knew it was
2: bad. I, I I think I'm gonna have to look it so up. So hold on, hold on, I wait. Uh,
1: look, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try to share my screen. So so that's okay. What he, that's, wait, he's so
0: you can kind of see he the big the baby. I get the point. Um, I will say that although I felt hesitant, and and eventually I reversed course on publicly encouraging people to dunk on it. I immediately like DM'd and texted it to like everyone I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
2: guys, I'm dying. <laughs> Because yeah
1: he he's three years old, so he's not really a baby right he's like a toddler yeah he's, yeah,
3: he's actually not a giant baby he's a big toddler
1: right yeah K- Katie, what do you think it says about this the state of society right now that we're all sharing this big baby?
0: you know it's it's strange because it it is like he's not the first this is not the first fat baby video. <laughs> to be out there right you know uh (laughs) and i think that everyone kind of knows that in a lot of ways like making fun of children is kind of off limits like right you know even like baron trump or whatever like i don't like we're not really supposed to make fun of kids like just because they look funny (laughs) like i mean because i mean baron trump
3: baron trump is not a kid anymore. yeah
0: i mean i will say that you know There are, I think this is a good indication that the threads of society are beginning to unravel, right? You know, (laughs) like we're hitting that early stage where all of a sudden we all know we shouldn't be laughing at toddler. And yet here we are, you know, things are starting to, you know, who's worn deodorant lately? Not me, you know? Next thing you know, we're making fun of. The oh, I can smell
1: my I can smell my own skin right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and
3: we're like three months away from trading the extra large children for like corn. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, uh, are you are you cons- are uh, are, you, are you are you anything else on the internet that's like really really piquing your interest at the moment? Any anything you're seeing that you're like? Oh
2: no! I every time it starts off, one way. <laughs> And then the other, and then I feel, and then I feel icky. And I remember this feeling so clearly um, from producing Internet Explorer. It's like waiting for the other shoe to drop.
0: I'm trying to think of what I've been looking at. I mean, I will say that, like, this baby, the video, although it went viral on Twitter, it was from originally from a TikTok. Um In this moment in time, I do feel like TikTok is so much more interesting and fun to look at than any Mm. other social platform because like Instagram, I think it's like particularly boring right now because it's sort of like, at first it was fun seeing everyone like, I'm trapped at home. What am I doing? And now it's like, how many sourdough loaves can you see? You know? (laughs) And it's like the celebrities are starting to crack like, you know, it's just they're Doing, like, posts of old stuff, like, you know, it's it's like, what what can you post when you're just in your house all day? And it's it's becoming quite boring. But I will say <laughs> that, like, TikTok continues to deliver, I think.
2: It really um, does.
0: Yeah. So I, I watch a lot of TikTok.
3: I've been struggling to get into TikTok just because it seems like watching a lot of teenagers dancing. And I'm not
1: sure why I'm doing it. Or, or I, you know, You're going to get I mean, put TikTok- on a list, but if you don't stop doing that. <laughs> well, that's, why, that's why I'm not using TikTok. <laughs>
0: um, I, you know, TikTok is one of these things that it's, you know, it has a very powerful uh, algorithm that is dictating what you see. And um, I don't really see too much of the dances, really. Um, I, I think that's maybe sort of like for newer users or people who have, you know, somehow funneled their way into some algorithmic dancing thing. Um, but uh, I, I do remember so, Ryan, someone we work with, sort of complaining when they first joined TikTok. They're like, "I don't understand why it keeps sending me all these scantily clad women." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "Well, <laughs>
1: I I actually found a really good hack uh, for for TikTok, which is that I consume TikTok." through Tumblr. Kind of the same way I used to do with Vine. So instead mm-hmm. of like going to the TikTok app, I just wait for people like weird edge lords I follow on Tumblr to post
2: TikToks. Right. And then like your Tumblr is curated so that you can yeah. yeah. I I mostly follow TikTok. I mean I mostly I don't I don't open the TikTok app usually and when I do, I get like completely overwhelmed because I get trapped in and it feels like I like am compelled. And also I want, you can't skip forward. I I mean, I haven't figured out how to, basically I haven't figured out how to use it properly. Like I can, like you can go, but like, I I want to like experience, I want to have some control over the app and I have none. I have no ability to, to like master it. So I basically wait for the TikToks to arrive to me and, or, or I follow people on Instagram who have, like good like collections of TikToks which is like the normiest way
3: I mean it is weird TikToks is specifically weird platform in that you can download the video and put it onto other platforms really easily right yeah which like yeah all the other platforms are always super annoying to do that with but yeah they are just like you oh, know nick the stuff it's fine
1: I found a really good – I'll send it to you after this, but I found a really good Brazilian TikTok Twitter account. Ooh. And it's just like a Brazilian meme Twitter that just like rips viral TikToks and tweets them. And it's great.
2: I am I mean, Brazilians are so much better at the internet <laughs> than everybody else. They're like – I feel like one of the like true signs of this is that I'm in a like WhatsApp group for my friend – for my cousin's uh, – initially it was my cousin's baby, but now she's three. And it's just like everybody's parent. it's like parents and grandparents. And that group is overtaken by memes. And the fact that that, even that like group for baby pictures has been overtaken by like, you know, we've got Easter memes. We've got pro right wing memes. Oh, we've got like weird videos and, and that like it just feels like. I'm following some sort of meme account, but the fact that the grandparents and the great grandparents are are fucking trafficking in memes makes me feel like, yeah, you people
1: know. <laughs> so, wait, so wait, Julia, what's uh, what's been exciting for you on the internet in your new quarantine life?
2: You know, I feel like the problem is that I've been reporting on the internet, which I'm, which is oh, like welcome. the most. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for You're that. Welcome. I, yeah. I guess that, I mean, I I feel like trapped and frozen in the internet. So I just feel like anything that is not actively depressing feels like a tiny gasp of 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 pleasure. So I'll just watch anything. I'll just I'll just sit there and be frozen and watch anything at all. But um, I feel like the one thing that I have been really enjoying about my reporting about the internet right now is I'm doing a, a this series for Vox that is about pets.com. So I've been watching a lot of 90s commercials, like late 90s commercials. The other day, I like, because of one line in a script where I was going to say something about an infomercial, I watched... I'm not kidding, like 25 minutes of <laughs> share infomercials. Wait, the share, like the singer. To try and find this particular one. And it feels like I'm like going back in time. I'm just like, there's something about 90s commercials that is really transfixing. They're terrible. They're not funny. They're the but there are a lot of them on are um, there, there are just like a lot of them everywhere, and I'm completely transfixed by them. Anyway. That's, that's my, 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 my vote is like, go to VHS. So wait, like what,
1: what, what was Cher doing? We're talking about the singer Cher? Cher.
2: Yeah. So Cher had this period. uh, Then I watched that. Of course there are like pieces about it. So I like went deep into the Cher infomercial, uh, think piece world. But so Cher had this like period in in her career in the nineties where she was like no longer the like seventies star that she had once been, seventies and eighties star, and she made this and her career was sort of tanking, and she made this like deal with the devil to do infomercials for this like hair product, oh, cool. this like hair like basically you know one of these like hair vitamin, but like all I think it had like like I think like product like straightener stuff, but it just like a bunch of hair stuff, and um she's like it's like you know she's like decked out in her share thing but she looks dead like she looks dead in the eyes and that and all of the things are like she hated doing it and now like share is such a star of she's basically like,
1: like queen of twitter yeah
2: exactly she's like the queen of twitter and i'm like wow i can't imagine what led her to to do this like deal with the devil and i'm like this is why you have to read all your contracts, people. You know.
3: Maybe that's what. Maybe that's why she's so wild on Twitter now. You know, she knows. She knows the truth. She knows the people yeah. who got to get out of these contracts.
2: She's been in the dark corners of like whatever QVC hellhole she's been. She's in. seen the void. What about you guys? Oh. Uh...
3: Yeah, we're both just growing beards. I'm doing very little other than just growing a beard. Um, I'm personally obsessed with the fact that drill is no longer drill. Oh
1: yeah, wait, okay.
2: Wait, drill's no so, longer drill so
1: Luke, Luke floated this theory a couple of weeks ago on the podcast And once he said it to me, I cannot shake it And I think it's time to revisit this because this Katie, is like you did a
2: flicker mind. with your eyes I mean, this this theory
0: has existed for a while, right? That someone else has taken over the account I mean,
1: I noticed it about a month
3: ago month, maybe a little bit longer I feel
0: like I, I've been vaguely aware that there is, you know, like a rumor That like, you know, a Steve Mike situation, you know um, or, like, a Horsey Books version. Horsey
2: Books! Um, but there's just, there's just the occasion
0: wow. where, where,
3: like, some of this stuff is, like, really good, and then some of it's, like, vaguely trying to be relatable, and then there's a lot more political commentary than there used to be. Or, like, yeah. direct political commentary. And then there's also, like, he'll do three or four unrelated tweets in, like, five minutes. And that's very un-drill. And just everything you look at on it now is... It's just slightly well, off.
0: Well, he started, I mean, this sort of coincides with, he started that adultswim.com show. I haven't seen it. I don't know if anyone has it. I don't know. I wonder if a change in his Twitter tone is related to the show. I don't know if he's like promoting it. I. I who knows? I don't he's know. like share dead eye
1: well, One theory I had, and, and I would like to open this up to the group as well, is mm-hmm. what if in the world of COVID quarantine, Drill's tweets no longer seem drillish because we've all slowly become drill over time
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: like you know how there's you know there's always a drill tweet for that that like we're all becoming drill i mean i would I would guess that like we've we all have come to think of this archetype of a drill tweet so much that like the 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 reality of actual drill tweets if they don't match up with our mythological idea <laughs> of what a drill tweet is that we all have in our mind then we're like it's it's somehow inauthentic um, mm, the like platonic, there's, the, there's the platonic
1: this, drill tweet yeah
0: right like ironically because we're so familiar with it now we don't believe that the real thing is real or something. Mm.
3: It's like wow. how it's like how the Beatles. If you listen to the Beatles now, it's like, oh, this sounds like all the other music because like the Beatles did it first. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Right. All
1: posts, yeah. just feel like drill tweets because drill is all post. Is all post. Yeah.
2: I love thinking about that. Like it's just like a matter of data. We just have too many tweets that at some point we're all going to start like imitating and following suit, and it's just going to end up where we're like. I mean, it is sort of like when when a cult, like a platform's, our culture, and they're they're like shaping our existence, and when they have this, like, oh, this thing is funny, or everybody tries to do the same thing, right. and then like ten years later, it's just it's taken for granted. It's like, oh, well, yeah, of course, that's what a tweet. I, is. I
1: also feel like if Twitter was the cult from Wild, Wild country.
2: Rajneesh. We
1: would be at the stage where we all have assault weapons and the federal government is about <laughs> to storm the compound <laughs> and that's like sort of what's happened to the culture of the website in the last like especially the last couple months. Oh, I
0: love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I I so I we're buy all, it.
1: you know, we're all now ready to die for posts and like the government we're, has we're to come. We're
0: almost in. <laughs> Oh, We're I like, would definitely die for a post. poison to- I would expect nothing less. If I die of like anything other than posting related, I yeah. would be so pissed. Yeah, if I if,
1: if you can't make content if my death doesn't go viral, I'll be super disappointed. Right. Yeah, if you can't make content yeah. out of my death, I'll be absolutely furious. Yeah, yeah
2: I will make I, I vow in this in this solemn chat, in this solemn Zoom, <laughs> to make content. Dur- disturbing content that gets me kicked off a platform about each of your deaths thank you thank you i solemnly you. Swear. i will
1: also swear to post your death video to facebook and have it re- be removed for terms of service violations for all, all three of you. <laughs> i will post it
3: i will post your death video on TikTok with one of the filters that makes it look like it's like spaced out oh cool like, cool yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know with
2: what? the weird voice <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah
3: cool <laughs>
1: Um, so the you know this is a uh, this is a a thing that I want to talk to all three of you about because I can't really pull apart what's happening here and I feel like we've got a good collection of minds to do this right now. Has anyone else been following what's been going on with the Twitter account for the band Trapped?
3: No.
0: I I feel like maybe in Slack you had dropped something, Ryan, at work, and I don't exactly remember it. It's like it's. Kind of like a become like a manga account, is
1: that yeah? So, Trapped is a new metal band from the early 2000s. Um, I once were they Christian? No, they had the song Headstrong, which is Headstrong Headstrong. will take you on, Headstrong Headstrong will take on anyone. Um, I once played a trap CD in a Sega Dreamcast because it had the functionality to play CD, CD ROMs or CDs, so yeah. Um, wow. Very weird moment in my life. Anyways,
3: okay. This this is actually explaining a lot. I've just looked at the Twitter account. And I'm like, oh, this is why I was seeing the word trapped everywhere, and I couldn't understand it and didn't have time to look into it because I was like, doing the news. And this is yeah, the no, news. This news. makes sense. Actual okay, this news. makes a lot more sense. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it
0: seems like can they've you come out. Show me, Luke. Can you read off some of these tweets that you're you're seeing? Yeah.
3: So uh, there are. Can anyone show me one poll of Trump minority support the liberal can believe? Just one. We live in an age where most data sets are at the tip of our fingers, but I can't fill one poll about Trump minority support the liberals I am talking to believe in. So it's just, it's just uncle tweets about Hell yeah. how Trump is good.
1: Yeah, that's new metal as fuck. Yeah.
3: Wait, hang on. Hang on one. Fuck you, Revolver Mag. I should sue your asses for allowing power trip to ext singer Riley to lie about me. Tell him to screenshot tweets he is talking about where I'm doing anything but defending myself. Show me one tweet I sent to anyone unprovoked. You assholes. Wow. Boxing match is fine.
1: So apparently it's reached a point now where um, they're beefing with the rapper Ice-T. Oh,
2: is that the Ice-T one? He's, oh, I yeah, saw and that. He's threatened okay. to murder
1: them. So, um, where
2: he's like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah.
1: And then there was a rumor that got started. <laughs> there was a
2: rumor that I think like Bernie
1: Bros or like Chapo fans started that the, tr- the, tr- the singer of Trapped. Started doing Nazi salutes on stage at a concert and shit himself. And when Ice Tee threatened to kill Trapped, Talib Kwali apparently posted a screenshot of those tweets not knowing that it was fake. And so now oh like God. there's a bunch of people who are like kinda convinced that like the lead singer of Trapped shit himself on stage while we'll doing oh Nazi salute. <laughs> you know it's
0: funny, I I what it's the Papa Roach is the you know, the, these bands. I mean, first of all, new metal is obviously the genre that is most likely to have like <laughs> manga reactionaries, like uh, of the bands, <laughs> right? Like for. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Still have... <laughs> but the Papa Roach guys have become cool, right?
3: I think Papa Roach are cool now. I can't remember. I, like
0: they make like funny I think jokes so. and like they're they're cool like self-aware. It. Yeah, yeah, they're self-aware and like. Because there's, like, such a meme about the, like, you know, cut my life into pieces. This is my last yeah. resort, you know. Right. Um, they, like, make a lot of memes about it. They do, like, they're funny and chill about it. And, like, who would have guessed the Papa Roach would have been, like... <laughs> the cool guys. Twenty years later, are like, yeah, nice and chill about it.
2: I have a, twi- I have a Twitter question for both of you, for all of you, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what you're gonna ask. Where
0: is Spider from Power Man Five Thousand on Twitter right <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the question is, I- I'm not sure, but you know. <laughs> As a as a fellow Massachusetts guy, you know, wait, is Power came, man, wait, famously wait. from Worcester,
1: is Power Man five thousand from Massachusetts?
0: Oh uh, well, Spite, I don't know how many other members of Power. I think that I think that Power Man five thousand is like technically kind of those like one man things. Like it's basically Spider, but he's got some other guys. Um, Spider is from Worcester. He is the half brother of Rob Zombie. Who is from, wow. I think, Haverhill. What is, but thinking. he's not
1: white zombie, is he? No,
0: he's not white zombie.
1: Because there's a Rob zombie and then there's a white zombie. But I did not know that
0: Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's from Worcester
2: um, <laughs> Let me
1: Fun Rob Zombie fact I once went to Rob Zombie's house And looked in the windows He's in Connecticut He lives in Connecticut And he has a giant owl statue In his backyard Rob
2: Zombie does? Um,
0: Yeah Rob Zombie also like Kind of a cool guy now right? No like...
1: no Apparently he's a massive asshole And he calls the cops On skateboarders in his town
0: Oh wait Yes Wait Wait Did <laughs> That was like a blind celebrity item Wasn't that recently? That like he calls That like He's been calling up His like local police because of um yeah he wants to get like a, a skate park Wait, shut down
1: or was this a thing we talked about in internet explorer once <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I never I never got
3: invited on Internet Explorer. Infuriating
0: To clarify that according to Wikipedia, I have been a little bit wrong on two things. Technically, also, it's Spider One, not Spider from Power Man 3000. Um, and also, Spider he's one. also from Haverhill, not Worcester. Although, okay. that might be like you said, Haverhill, no, no. he's born. You say Haverhill, is it Haverhill or Haverhill?
2: I don't know. Obviously, Haverhill. Haverhill. I think it's
1: obviously Haverhill.
0: Haverhill. It's,
2: it's Haverhill. pretty, it's Haverhill. pretty uh, strange it's that
3: you guys always talk about places that are like near Boston that are just British towns. And they're all like really like posh British towns with like nice swimming pools and a, and a nice park. It's like, oh yeah, Worcester. Oh, Worcester's like not a nice... N- like
2: New England is like, you tried. It's like New England tried to do the posh thing and they had one chance and they did not succeed. They did not.
3: Every time I look at like a map around, I'm around like Boston, it's just like a load of towns that I know where they are in the UK. And then they're just randomly assigned across like half of half of Massachusetts for no apparent reason. Yeah.
0: But where's... Haverhill isn't that near Worcester, right? That's like kind of like north... north North-ish. Is it near Lowell? I feel like it's more near Lowell than it is near Worcester.
1: Is Lowell a British town? Hey guys, it's Ryan. Uh, Jumping in from the editing bay. Uh, I just wanted to say that... uh, Katie, Julia, and I are all from Massachusetts, so the next, like, five minutes of the recording were basically just us fighting about where stuff is in Massachusetts, which is super, super boring. So we're just going to skip ahead. Yeah, he's a wicked asshole. Um, Yeah. Okay, wait. Sorry, guys. We have have very few segments in this show, but we do have (laughs) It's one of them
0: discussion of (laughs) regional Massachusetts thing. (laughs) Actually, it's come
1: up more than twice before, so yeah. Yeah. I guess it does count, but the one that we do every week that actually it seems to be working and will probably continue
2: is... Oh, my God. Do you remember how hard it was to, for me to make you do a segment? <laughs> Jesus Yeah, Christ. we have a couple
1: of repeating ones that have been, seem to be working. So this one is called, <laughs> What Content Are You Consuming to Stay Sane? So it's where we ask our guests what they're looking at or eating or reading or whatever to uh, not go completely mad. So, Julia, what content are you consuming
2: to stay sane? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah here's the content that I'm consuming. Dead people. I Mm. bike to the cemetery. I'm outside of the city. And I have lately taken to uh, biking to this, like, you know, cemetery in um, the small town in upstate where I am. And just like, I don't know if this is disrespectful, but I just like bike on the like not on the obviously not in the cemetery but like on the nice rolling paths through the cemetery and that is helping me stay sane because it reminds me that people have been dying forever and like when i look like a, at a grave from somebody who died in like 7 like 18 something it makes me feel sort of like part of a larger thing than right now. It it really helps to sort of like zoom out historically and that is that is what is helping me. Wow.
0: You know what I recommend to you Julia is you should get into volunteering on these rides uh for to photograph and log headstones for findagrave.com. Oh my god. So it's like findagrave.com Find is the site fi- that's... Wait,
1: What is findagrave.com?
0: It's Um, It's a website that is basically like a crowdsourced pictures of headstones. People use it for genealogy research a lot. Um, And so what people will do is people will know that there's a relative in a certain cemetery or the person they're trying to research – and they'll put in a request, like, can someone go and – because often you can, like, learn something about a person from their headstone, like maybe their their year that they were born or their wife's name that you wouldn't necessarily know otherwise. Um, so wow. they'll put in a request, like, can someone go photograph this for me? And then somebody who lives nearby, because they might be, you know, in another country, another state, someone who lives nearby will see the request on the website and say, sure, I'll do it. And they go and they take a picture and they upload it to the site. And, you know, so there's this sort of digital collection of all these headstones and it's sort of very organized. It's, the site itself is a little bit clunky to deal with, but if you're hanging out in a cemetery for no reason, <laughs> it becomes, <laughs> this makes it like a sort of fun activity. Cause then there's like a, it's a little bit of like, you are helping people. So it's no longer disrespectful, you know, you are, yeah. you are, yeah doing a service and there's like, it's kind of fun. Like you have to like figure out where you're like, all right, I'm looking for John Smith. I have to go find him. Like I'll go to the cemetery website to find out what section he's in and like what row. And I have to go like searching for him, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit of like a treasure hunt too.
1: It's like Pokemon go, but for corpses. I
3: mean, I'm extreme. I am extremely pro the walking in cemeteries thing. Cause you guys don't have this. We have a, a daily state approved walk. We're only allowed once a day for our state approved walk. And one of the nearest parks we have to us is a graveyard um, that is also now a park, but it's like, you know, trees and overgrown and shit. Uh, But that is a really good place to walk around. It's always a lot quieter than the actual park with all the nice fields Uh and stuff. But I'm very pro walking around graveyards because I'm walking around and trying to do a thing where I, I, every day I go and find like a photograph of a random grave and then try and find out as much as I can about the person whose grave I've taken a photo of. Uh, Because we don't have a proper like system for it.
2: Findagrave.com. No! They, it's it's international you gotta go and find a grave.com
1: Luca you describing Abney park yeah Abney park yeah. that's the one where vice would always have so this is like a thing where yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd go into the cemetery and there'd just be like a semi- nude vice model yes. on a grave just like having a photo shoot because it's like a famous yeah it's a huge thing yeah but it's not a nice <laughs>
3: park you can walk around and there are very few semi- nude vice models mainly because it's full of people walking around because of the
2: pandemic
1: uh, yeah, the pandemic has really affected the ability to get naked on a tombstone for a vice photo shoot. It has, it has.
2: <laughs> Wait, so that's, I, I, Luke, does it, has it helped you yeah. in the same way? I mean, way? I used
3: to go there before anyway, I quite liked it, but um, it's also just, yeah, it's, an, it's a nice place. It's good to walk around and be like, oh yeah, no, this has happened before, it'll happen afterwards, everything's fine. Although well, then you yeah. will pass and there's a bit of it that's like the Second World, the, sorry, the First World War and the First World War graves. And then it's like a lot of them, you're like, oh, yeah, no, it was really bad when it happened.
0: Luke, I have great news for you. There are 477 unfilled <laughs> photo requests for <laughs> Abney Park on Find a Grave. Oh, my so, gosh. Get to work.
1: <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm actually really into this.
1: Uh, Katie, what content are you consuming to stay sane that doesn't involve graveyards?
0: <laughs> um... I don't know. Um, I find myself at a loss. I've been watching a lot of TikTok. I find it really relaxing. It's like, it's the exact... What's your genre? I end up, I think what I see a lot of is sort of like college age girls
2: behaving badly. Um (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Oh, 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 oh?
2: (laughs) Didn't you have a blog that was like you behaving badly during college? No, I'm an angel. I would
0: never behave badly. I had a blog that was... um, about Something pictures about I found of people online uh behaving badly. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Called Sorry, Mr. Party. And I would go on Flickr and I would find pictures of people's parties where it was like, you know, like a party fail or whatever. Um yeah. there's like a meme right now, um, on TikTok that's really good that's like it's it's like some it's the it's like a voice loop of like someone going she's fine she's fine we're not going home she's fine and the video is like always of some girl like really really drunk uh, and it's like kind oh of God. scary and like as a slightly older person now i'm like this is maybe not so funny this person seems really in danger <laughs> like they might need to be go to the doctor or like you know like they're it's like you know, these people are like sort of blacked out, passed out. But like, hell yeah, that's a fun. I think that w- <laughs> I enjoy that people are finding the humor in it. Presumably these people have made it out alive. Um, right.
1: That's but my attitude th- with quarantine as well. <laughs> you know, I'll find the humor yeah. <laughs> of it when I make it out alive.
0: I think teens are like funnier yeah. than we were. I feel like it was
3: definitely, I oh, feel yeah. like our era was more like, I hate myself from yesterday and I, I'm constantly at war with them. And you're constantly at war the previous version of yourself. You're trying to explain why it's an idiot to everyone, which is unhealthy. Whereas these teens, yeah, they're fine. Mm-hmm. They know they're they're not the idiots, and they're they're much better at yeah. it. Yeah,
2: I think that even worse than that was like, I used to like light like candles and like be, like be, like perform sadness. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you know what I mean. And like, I'd go
1: to the beach at night and listen to Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I would like, you know, I would like, I wanted to wear crushed velvet. I don't know. It was That's really, weird. it was just stupid. That's a weird one. It was very, I was like. Were you into the craft? No, I was not. I was into Tori Amos. Oh,
1: sick. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: Luke, what, what content are you consuming
1: to stay sane?
3: Um, I don't much content. I made a good cake the other day. That was good. Oh. Yeah.
1: T- tell us Ooh. about your cake.
3: Uh, it was a chocolate fudge cake, a lot of butter, a lot of sugar. Made my own buttercream, made my own icing. It was good. It was a really good cake.
2: Wow, I love that.
3: That's nice. That's my entire thing. Uh, it was just a good cake.
1: What about you, Ryan? Ryan. Uh, so uh, our our, our oh, you sound embarrassed. I love our those. ten listeners from last week will remember that I said that I started the show The Magicians on Netflix, which is kind of like if Gossip Girl was Harry Potter. Um, uh-huh. and our guest last week, Bijan, warned me that it it takes a real. Real left turn in the second season, and it really does. And I have I have <laughs> consumed uh, close to fifty two hours of it in the last week. Uh, it I will finish it tonight. It's did uh, you
0: um, read the books? I read no, all but the I've, books. I've
1: heard the books are not like basically it starts off like the books, and then it takes a huge, huge pivot and becomes a very different thing. Okay, and now it's like. I I I, I've dreamt about it three nights in a row um I like it's consuming like all of my time (laughs) thinking about it it's like it's not the most genius show but it's like it's so just like perfect for this moment because it's like everyone's sexy there's so much like sexy stuff in it but also it's jam-packed full of dumb science fiction stuff that I really enjoy and so just like pretty people talking about like Doctor Who nonsense and like That's all I really want out of my life at the moment. I I
0: saw the first, so I read the three, there's three books. I read them all and I really enjoyed them. And then I saw the first handful of episodes, but kind of lost interest. It has very much the veneer of like, oh, this was filmed in Canada.
1: Yeah. It's got a you real know what I mean? it's, got a, it's got a real Toronto for New York City vibe. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. yeah it's oh
0: weird, yeah. Weird. You're like, oh, this is Canadian.
2: Are you guys having weird dreams? I, I I dream all the time that I'm at a party and then I realize that no one is social distancing and I have to like warn everyone and I and my phone updates. My phone got a new update and I can't text anyone. That's
3: so specific. <laughs>
2: I had a really specific
0: dream the other night that let me know if you guys think this is still a good joke because I'm still on the fence. This might be. So um, our coworker, Joe Bernstein, just had a baby. He, he had texted me and a few other friends the, the night before it was born that, you know, his wife was la- in labor and was going to the hospital. And so I was sort of excited because I knew the baby would be born soon. I was, you know, was born early that morning or whatever. And um, that night I dreamt that I was like getting him a present and that the present was, I don't know if you remember, there used to be, like, a, there used to be stores we could go and, like...
3: I remember stores. I remember you used to be able to go to stores. It was great.
0: Stores. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, it kind of, like, they were, like, a Zazzle, but, like, a, a retail location that you could go and get, like, something printed on a shirt, like, in person. Um, mm-hmm. I dreamt that I was at one of these stores, and I was, like, getting, like, a baby onesie for his baby, And I was like, I've got the greatest joke ever for this. I'm going to have the baby onesie instead of goo-goo dolls like the band. (laughs) Goo-goo balls.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, I love dream jokes because they're so funny when you think you're having them and then they're just like gibberish. Because babies
0: say goo goo. Right, no, I I, I got It sounds like dolls. I
1: I, I think it's interesting that you wanted to just explain the goo goo part and not the goo goo dolls part, which is actually the much more confusing part. Why would you give a baby a goo goo dolls merchandise? That's the thing that I'm confused about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know (laughs) if it's. I don't know if this would have gone over better in real life with some real goo-goo heads, but...
3: Um, <laughs>
1: some real Johnny Resnick go-goo fans in the head.
3: yeah. goo-goo heads just babies? <laughs> doll- I know
0: they're, they're intense goo-goo dolls babe. Right, right.
1: <laughs> Hello, Jeffrey. Welcome to the Joe Rogan experience. How are you?
4: Hey, bud. Oh, perfect. Let's talk about um, who's not really an asshole in in the UFC ring, and why they're actually a really good guy.
1: I wanted to bring you on the show today, because I feel like as someone who has no social media whatsoever and has worked from home for the last, what, eight years? Mm, There's
4: about four or five now.
1: Okay. So you work from home. You have no social media. I feel like in many ways you've reached like a nirvana state of living inside of your house all day. And I want your advice for people who are listening. How, how do you not go insane?
4: I don't know. I guess not thinking about it. This is sort of the, you're, you're forcing me to observe my state. And now I'm reflecting on it. Oh, uh, cool. Normally I can just sort of, you know, I have like a bunch of things happening at once. That way I can't really focus on any one thing.
1: I see. I see. And do you have like, What's your what's your rig like? Like what's your setup like for working from home?
4: Used to have like a big kind of leather reclining chair. But I got a Pier One. Uh got the Pier One credit card. You're sponsored <laughs> by them, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. There's there'll be a Pier One ad right after this.
4: Okay, good. Uh yeah, it was like Mother's Day, so it was like 30% off on like leather chairs for dad. And I got like a big reclining chair. Uh I got a desk as well. The problem is the chair doesn't fit under the desk. So I use the desk like an armrest, um, but then I want a desk because I only have an armrest. Uh-huh. Uh, so what I did was I took – well, so I pulled out a drawer of the desk, and mm. then I built more desk. So
1: <laughs> I don't understand. I of- wait, so wait. I want, I want to paraphrase this so I understand here. You got the reclining chair, but the chair didn't fit with mm-hmm. the desk, so you had to figure out a way to extend the desk into the reclining chair for yourself.
4: Yes. So the desk is for like a chair and you know, I have like a a giant reclining like lounge thing.
1: You have like Uh, a lazy, boy. basically you, you made like a business lazy boy.
4: Yes. Essentially. Yes. Uh, so I have, it's like a lazy boy, but you know, it's pure one. uh, It's not quite a lazy boy. Uh Um, and the desk I have has like a foot width for like an old timey spindle chair. Um, so I put the chair next to the desk so I can put things onto it from the side. Uh And then I pulled out a drawer and I put a piece of particle board on top of the drawer um and then nailed in using some door frame hinges um more wood um i think i think i took the shelf out of another bookcase so it's got like it's missing like a middle shelf and i nailed that uh, it didn't reach the floor so i took uh, oh a God. memorabilia <laughs> item from a hardwood <laughs> classics tournament which is like it's a kind of wood but turns out it's just I guess imitation wood, if that's a thing. Uh, So I tried to nail that. The nails kind of went through that pretty good, but I I could glue them. And then it still was kind of like – it still wasn't high. You want it to get it flush with the drawer that's open Uh so the drawer kind of takes the brunt of your your computer and all your valuables. Um, And so I had to wrench it up with – it's got like – I got like – desk claw feet you know what I'm talking like it's sort of like something has ends on a clawed foot of a desk or like a lamp uh-huh. I got one of those and nailed them to the bottom uh so it's sort of like a like a Jenga tower for like a half a foot and then wood from shelf nailed into particle board that goes across uh onto an open drawer from my desk and then I put the chair on slidey pads over my carpet So I can sort of like slide it in and out so that the desk is sort of over my chest. So I'm basically lying underneath the wood, like splayed out with my arms sort of, uh, you know, cloned in front of me kind of typing on the keyboard and, uh, yeah, that's how I've been living my life for three years. And now I'm reflecting
1: on that. I'm utterly speechless. I've seen this setup briefly and I did not in my wildest imagination, understand or think that that's what i was looking at so
4: first of all yes the particle board bends in a bit but it it does hold up my computer Uh um and i can slide in and out and i don't have to go far because you know i've got an office water cooler next to me that um dispenses water into a jar so that i can just be hydrated all the time while i'm in my like no escape chair and uh yeah
1: oh my god it works pretty well i'm I'm like mentally exhausted. So just for anyone listening, I want to sum up what your home office has looked like for several years now, which is a lazy boy on sliders and then another desk essentially built out of ramshackle materials on top of a normal desk.
4: Yes. Think of it like I built a desk, the legs of which one of the legs of which is a desk. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god but like
4: the the desk part is just the legs of the desk i use it's not in you know side storage it's like an end table for my chair bed
1: right okay so okay wow well, the the desk question was actually just sort of like a little warm-up but it's actually throwing me for such a mental loop that like i'm struggling here so Wow, this has been a this has been a real trip. Uh, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say we're gonna bring you back on uh, uh, to talk more about your offline life because um, this this like really um, it's really this really affected me. And I've known well, you, you know for most I'm, of my life.
4: I'm with my fiance and uh, staying with her place because we're trying to move up. Um, so I had to. I've lost. You know, I've lost traditional home uh about the thing i sleep in, so the chair is gone the the desk is is now two desks again uh well i guess it never really ever was one desk um but so i'm gonna have to i'm recreating something here i've gotta claim the patio space um and you got like two bucket chairs and i've turned them into some sort of like inverse hammock Uh, (laughs) oh my god that i'm trying to like perch myself on i'm slowly migrating pillows out there uh and once they're out there they're they're outside pillows so i'm allowed to keep them out there uh and i'm trying to kind of like, get like a, a good work environment um, but it's weird that i'm in all the zoom calls people are like in their home and i'm like out in a pillow fort
1: yeah okay so right okay oh my god oh my god okay Well, that was, that was, I had a whole different plan, but actually your description of your desk was the most outrageous thing that I've ever heard in my entire life.
4: You know, it was, I, you know, I left it there, but now I can't, I don't have it back now. Why? Where did it go? Well, it's it's back in Houston. Uh, I'm packed
1: up. I'm packed up. Wait, are you moving it with you to Boston?
4: No, it can't come. I was told that it can't come.
1: Oh, you're. There were a lot
4: of, there were a lot of promises about it coming. And then uh, at the very last moment, no, it suddenly couldn't come.
1: Uh, So, for listeners, uh, Jeff is uh, about to do a cross country move from Houston to Boston, and um, his very sensible, wonderful fiance has decided he cannot bring his horrific uh, Franken desk with him.
4: You know, there's been you used the desk at one. You know, but there's been it's been effective at what it was designed to
1: do. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize what the desk was when I was looking at it, and now that I know, like, I can't, like, I'm I'm shaken to my core. guys uh this has been great um this is the part of the show where we say to people this is i guess another segment maybe uh this is the part of the show where i say um if you want to find you on the
2: internet julia where's the best place for people to find you on the internet? um yeah you can just find me at uh, oh my that at, at julia's tmi j-u-l-i-a-s-t-m-i which is a very bad twitter handle that i came up with too long ago to change it do you uh, do you so, have anything you want to plug you
1: want, you want to plug anything
2: um my shows for Vox will be coming out in the next uh in May and June and one of them is the next season of Land of the Giants it's about Google and the other one is called Go for broke and it's about famous uh like crashes so th- this one is the first season it's about pets.com so those are my two shows for Vox Media uh that I'm doing which um yeah please listen May and June great Katie, you got anything to plug? Where should people find you on the internet?
0: Um, You can find me at, uh, at Katie Natopoulos on Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> I don't really have anything to plug. I'm going to – my last day at work is Friday. I'm going on maternity leave. I'm not going to do anything for like four months, so don't expect anything <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Um, You know, uh, having a baby, very – Tune any day now wait do you have
1: a na- do you have a name for the baby
0: no i you know what if you want to send me baby names Ooh. it's gonna be a girl <laughs> i like literally is it's gonna be a girl yeah um i have no uh, good names. guys
1: okay so anyone listening um email me or <laughs> uh any baby name you have uh that you think katie should name her baby and um if uh if i like it it'll just become the name of the baby so there you go yeah. <laughs> that, that's it yeah just
0: I mean I'm open to anything at this point.
1: Megatron Atopless I... is. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs>